0: Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Roundtable, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Captain Fantastic, the show starring Viggo Mortensen. This story I found very interesting. I will put up a big caveat here. It is rated R because it does include nudity, which I just personally skipped myself. But it is a really interesting film. And they would not like the word interesting because as the character in the show who Vigo Mortensen plays says, interesting is an illegal word. The reason I like this show is it's because it shows different ways people parent. Vigo Mortensen's character and his wife decided to raise their children out in the wild, um, in a huge forest and also on a farm in Oregon, I believe as the story goes. Their children are extremely well-educated. Their oldest son gets um, offers from MIT from Stanford, from Princeton, all the top colleges in the U.S. because he is extremely brilliant. All the children test really well if they test, but their dad doesn't believe in testing. They just have extreme knowledge because they are extremely well-read. Their education um, reminds me a lot of how I was educated as as a child, the positive sides of it. The isolation side of it is not good where the children don't know how to interact with society and you know at the grand level when you're watching the show their ability to interact with their cousins who are absolute horrid children and i don't mean that badly i'm just saying they really are quite horrid isn't really in my opinion that big of a deal but their ability to interact with the world at large is kind of a big deal and as the story develops Viggo Mortensen's character as the dad has to deal with the fact that his wife was hospitalized for her bipolar disorder. Um, She got it after her last pregnancy and would just have these manic attacks where she'd be uber excited or uber depressed and could turn very volatile. Because of the nature of the situation she had to be hospitalized and she ended up killing herself as she was hospitalized and he's trying to figure out how to take the kids to go to her funeral at the end of the day her dad who is quite a horrid person i mean they wouldn't say that but i do because his dad does not honor her wishes of wishing to be cremated because she is a buddhist instead he wants her to be buried in a christian ceremony i'm going she's not a christian so don't bury her in a manner which she doesn't want to be buried At the end of the day, her dad tries to take away the kids from um, Vigo's character. He tries to basically derail everything that Vigo and his wife has worked toward. At the end of the day, Vigo's having a really hard, Vigo Mortensen's character is having a really hard time, Captain Fantastic, trying to figure out how to deal with this. He decides he's going to leave the kids with his his wife's parents so that they can have a more normal life and interact with society more normally. So he gets on his bus and he gets ready to head out. He then stops over and he finds that all the kids have stowed themselves away in the bus because they're not leaving their dad and he realizes at that point that yeah his kids might be totally different from society his kids might not fit in but they will be fine and they will be capable and part of that was because he and his wife decided to live very differently than the world would have them live at the end of the day, he and the kids go and exhume his wife from the g- grave and they go and have a ceremony that she would have wanted, where they're all playing sweet child of mine and burning her up on a pier. And then they take her remains and flush it down an airplane um, toilet or airport toilet because that's what she wanted. And you know, I think it's that scene in particular, which some of go, oh, that's so gross. No, her children were singing for her. Her husband was letting her know, you know, from a distance that he cared and they were doing what she wanted with her remains. And I think that that really is the catalyst of this film is how do you honor the people who have passed and how do you raise your children? I mean, everyone raises their kids differently. Some people, you know, really don't. I mean, a lot of people raise their kids like everyone else, but some people don't. Some people raise their children very uniquely. Sometimes that's positive, sometimes that negative. Usually it's a blend of the two. And, you know, no matter what, usually everything has a positive or And negative. And in my opinion, it was really interesting to see this take on how do you parent um typically this does come up in conversation a lot in different groups in the u.s that i remember being a part of it was like you know i was literally back in the 90s one of probably three kids in my entire county who was homeschooled and i was treated really weird because of that not because i was weird but simply because i would literally see the parents kind of go oh she's homeschooled and you you're going you know you're seven years old and you're like What difference does it make? I just do my studies at home. And, you know, I've read many books. A lot of my education was kind of like the education depicted in that. It made me think much differently than my compatriots. Was that positive? Was that negative? In my opinion, in many, many ways, it was positive. On the social aspect, uh, not really, because, you know, you really didn't have much social interaction because most of the culture around you, didn't think homeschooling was okay and didn't want their kids associating with a homeschooler because I don't know, we had cooties. <laughs> but anyway, it was really interesting for me as an adult to watch this film and go, you know, my life as a child was not all like this. My family didn't rusticate, okay? We didn't do that, thank God. I mean, no offense, I'm not a rustic person. But the way that we were educated, me and Bob, was very similar to the way depicted on this show. That part of my life, I am very grateful for. I mean, I love being able to know that I have been able to read books and be educated in things that most of my peers do not have any idea of. Not because I think that makes me better for them. They have education in different arenas. But I am very grateful for that uniqueness about my educational background. And I really do appreciate how Vigo Mortensen's character in the show really did do the best for his family. Did he always do the best? I think he did the best he knew, and at the end of the day, I really think that is the litmus test. If you do the best you know and it still falls to pieces, I mean, if you do the best you know, raise your six kids and your wife still commits suicide in the hospital, yeah, that might not have been the best, but was it the best his character knew to do? Totally. Is it what his wife would have wanted them to do? Totally. So at the end of the day, I think that's what this story is about. It's about enjoying the good things in a family and what ties them together and what makes them unique in the world and are they okay with that? And at the end of the day, that's truly the litmus test. I love how at the end of the show, the dad actually does move the kids so they can Go to public school, but he does it in a way that it's on his terms. They're on their own farm still. They still talk at the table every morning. And then he sends them off to school so they get a little socialization, but they're still reading, learning, everything at home for the most part, except for those time at school. And I like that he did structure in more social interaction for the kids, but he also. Did it on his own terms, which, no offense, I'm like, that's pretty cool, too. Um, I happen to be a huge fan of Viggo Mortensen. I mean, no offense, just putting out a huge shout out here. Ever since he was in Lord of the Rings and played Aragon, I'm like, that guy is a very interesting guy. He's a brilliant actor. I love how he decided to sleep with his horse because when he was doing Lord of the Rings, he didn't want the horse to be skittish around him. So he literally would sleep in the stable with his horse. And he had no trouble with his horse ever because of that. He also was in Hildago with horses. And he just has a very interesting mind. I guess he pra- he practiced for two weeks by living rurally in, I believe it was Idaho, before he filmed this movie, just so he could make sure that it was natural and believable, his actions, his behaviors, while he's raising his kids in this show. And... I think Vigo puts a lot of thought into his um, projects that he does, and I think that's one of the reasons he really is good at what he does. I believe he also maybe did some poetry as well and painting, which is very interesting and you can check out online. I think one of the paintings is called Blue, but you'll have to check that out. But anyway, just a shout out to Vigo. It was really good to see him in the show again. I haven't seen him in a show since I believe it was the one where he played the driver for the musician, and I forgot the name of that show. But it was good to see him in the show again, and he did an absolutely fantastic job, and there is a pun intended there. And so, with that, is my review of Captain Fantastic. Now, this is a show that I probably Wouldn't watch with young kids not because I'm like the mom who was the sister of Captain Fantastic in here That doesn't think we should tell our children what's really going on but simply because I Wouldn't want them to have to see certain things if their lives hadn't had that in that before now If I had a kid who had gone through a lot of hard stuff I probably would have no trouble having them watch this movie, except I would skip when there is the um, nudity but anyway but most of this I wouldn't skip. The thing is, is there's a scene where they're burying their mom on the pier and also where her body's out in the bus and they're all around. Her. And that scene is totally appropriate for the scene for this film. But I probably wouldn't watch it with young children just because I personally as a kid had great issue with people dying and being freaked out about that and I wouldn't want kids to have to think about that too much so I'd probably wait to watch this with a kid who was older simply because of that like I'm thinking 12 and up you'd be perfectly fine there is use of the f word in this but no offense they're going to probably hear that when they're going into the grocery store and somebody's parking wrong I mean it happens so I wouldn't really be problematic by that either even though I don't like that word and I don't um endorse using it but it is part of our vocabulary as Westerners. And unfortunately, it does pop out at untimed times with some people. And so, you know, that happened in this show. But I would give the show a 10 simply because I loved how it showed how different people parent. And not that everyone really does have their own gifts with that. And I think one of the best parts in the show is when the kids all come piling out of the bus. The one who was named... Uh, it started with an R, but he was the one who was the most angry after his mother's death that it was his dad's fault. His dad's the one who killed his mom because she couldn't handle living early. And honestly, that was nothing to do with the issue at hand. The issue was, is her brain become chemically imbalanced after the birth of her one child. And that happens whether you live by yourself on a, on you know, a palatial forest or whether you're in a big city in the suburbs. I mean, it just happens sometimes. But anyway, I think his name was Riot, but he comes to his dad and He goes, I don't hate you. I just hate that mom's gone. And they have this moment where I love how when the children do have an upset moment, the dad's willing to sit there and go, go ahead. Give me your point. Tell me why you're upset, because if I know why you're upset, I can maybe either agree with you on why you're upset or can debate with you why your hypothesis isn't good. And to me. That's really cool parenting because normally parents just get mad and go, Because I said so. And I'm going, That's like the stupidest reason in the book. If you can't rationally project it, the kid's going to sit there if they're halfway smart and go, No, not because you said so. There has to be a better reason than because I said so. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of things lately with parents who are talking to me, you know, with what I'm getting ready to do with the adoption process and all that stuff. And they're like, Being a parent is hard. And I'm going, you know, being a parent is as hard or as easy as you choose to make it. That doesn't mean being a parent is easy. No. But is living life and breathing air easy? Um, Last time I checked, no. And the point is, is choose how you're going to live. I mean, it really isn't anything about being a parent being hard or being easy. It's about how you're going to frame your choices. And the thing I have found is, some parents will go through life going being a parent is hard and the honest to goodness truth is they have wonderful children they have great lives but they have framed their mind so that they will always and forever think parenting is hard and the truth of the matter is parenting is what you choose to make it it really is kind of like that box that sits on the counter and you look at it and observe it and say how am I going to consider this box? Am I going to say it's a good box? Am I going to say it's a bad box? It's really just a box. Or is it a box, as they say in that one book for kids. But I think the thing about this movie is it really showed that parenting isn't hard. The hard thing is parenting well and choosing to do that sometimes in really hard situations it's like with Vigo's character he decides that he's going to leave the kids I'm going that decision wasn't because parenting was hard it was because it was much easier for him at that moment to leave the kids and tell himself that they would have a better life with rich society and all that and then you know at the end of the day he sat there and realized it's not about me and what I'm going through right now it's about the life that we built, the woman I loved, and the children we shared. And you know, when you reframe it that way, it doesn't make it maybe easy because he's still dealing with the loss of the woman he loved who was sick for a very long time with her mental problems. But it makes it easier because you know you're exactly where you're supposed to be. And if you know exactly where you're supposed to be and exactly where you're going, or at least have a vague idea of where you're going, it really is easier. And I think that's kind of what Captain Fantastic embodies. Again, I couldn't be more happy with this movie, except maybe if they hadn't had the nudity in it. But, you know, other than that, I really enjoyed this. Give it a 10. And I think it's a good food for thought. Now, does that mean I think we should all go live in the forest and kill deer? Um, No, some of us really appreciate indoor plumbing and heat and turning on a light switch. I mean, no offense, but does that mean that we should maybe raise our children to think for themselves and know what certain things mean and have vocabulary and knowledge bank that they normally might not get in a regular education simply because we bring those things up and introduce them? Yeah, maybe so. But you know, for everyone, it's different. And that's what I think this Captain Fantastic is about, is showing the different options and knowing that these are not all the options that are there. And also dealing with grief and loss and trouble and trauma and incorporating that into the beautiful story that is every single one's. And with that on and out, check it at the round table. Bye.